Welcome to the Self-Reliance Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I am your host to learning how you can create side hustle income. Hello and welcome. My name is Dave Deal. I am your host of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a few different fun topics, and that really goes into the detail of what is an investor ID. Based on this episode, we're going to cover a few different topics. What does that really look like? What does it mean? Also, how do I know what to invest in? And when do I start investing? These are a few questions that many people ask um, that I've had conversations in detail and at length with many different entrepreneurs. So this is going to be a fun episode diving in and really discussing what this looks like. So let's talk right off the bat. What is an investor ID? Well, if you think about it, it's just like anything else. You have some sort of an ID profile based on who you are as a person, what you like doing, uh, where you like spending your time, your energy, and your resources, what you like doing and what you don't like doing. And that's really what classifies an investor ID. How do you find out what that is, though? Really, I think it's a process of elimination. Thinking into, okay, well, if you were to be the most fulfilled what would that look like from a job standpoint or from an investment standpoint? What makes you feel fulfilled, validated, uh, excited? You don't want to miss out on the opportunity because you're excited to get out of bed in the morning for it. Also, what do you not like doing? What uh, aspects of your business, of your job, of your day-to-day living do you want to offload to somebody else? What purpose, what idea, what profile of thought process do you have when it comes to an investment? You know, do you like stocks? Do you like crunching numbers? Do you like real estate? Where do you really find and clarify what that looks like? This is a super deep question that really only you can answer. Everybody has their own investor ID and not everybody's is the same. There are people that have very certain key principles that uh, align, but for the most part, everybody has their own set of criteria that makes up their investor ID. And in order to find that, you really just have to ask these soul searching questions to figure out what makes the most sense to you, right? From a logical standpoint, from a number standpoint to an emotional standpoint. And at the end of the day, When it comes to investing, really picking your strategy and your lane in which you want to travel comes down to the numbers. I mean, that is the one universal thing that makes sense all the way through. If the numbers make sense and it's a win-win for both parties, then that classifies and constitutes as something that is worth your time, energy, and effort. Then you have to think, okay, uh, what can we do to really focus our energy to bring something of value. You know, in last episodes, we've talked a whole great deal about value, the value for value exchange. And really that's what it comes down to. How can I create value for somebody else? Whether it be, if you have an audience currently, that's a great place to start. If you don't, that's an awesome place for you to begin this whole journey in the first place. Start building your audience, find out what people want, find out what they need, find out you know, what they're seeking and they're searching for. And then once you have that dialed in and tweaked, 
then you can start figuring out what the baseline premise of what value you need to add to them. You know, is it content? Is it a product? Is it a service? And that's really what I've done in real estate and even the vending business is I look for opportunities and, you know, the RV business, any, any business that I have, the first question I ask myself is, okay, A, what do I like to do? What am I interested in? Once I have that dialed in, then I can say, okay, I'm going to go a little bit deeper here and just talk about what needs to happen in order to actually make that happen. So I love camping, right? We talked about this before. So I went out and I found a motorhome. Then I started renting that motorhome out, creating a return, proving a business model. And then I was looking to expand and buy something else to continue to rent out. And I realized that, hey, a camping travel trailer might be the way to go because it offers some of the things that the RV doesn't, but that, uh, you know, I would like to have from a camping standpoint and even from a rental standpoint. When I first got it, I was a little bit nervous thinking that, you know, in order for this to rent out, people have to have a car to pull it. And, you know, what's the likelihood of that actually happening? Well, surprisingly, it did much, much, much better than I thought it would. And it's been an absolute blast to be able to take my family and go camping in it as well. So really, that's what it came down to, right? I looked at market demand. What did people want? I was still nervous, even though, you know, that was happening. But a good friend of mine ended up doing a lot of research and trying to figure out what was being rented the most out of different kinds and types of travel trailers. So once he had done some research and looked at it, I spent a little bit of time doing the same and realized that, hey, this is the one that I want to select based on popular demand. And we found that the people and their, really their whole goal and their vision is what drove the idea of this business. The same thing comes down to even the paddle boards, right? As I was sitting in my front yard watching people pass, I saw many people going up the canyon to go to the, to the lake. And I thought to myself, well, hey, some of these people have equipment. Some of them don't. What if I just provided a solution to their problem? And then we can start renting those out. We can see where it goes. We can scale. We can um, start with a, you know, a certain amount of paddle boards, kayaks, and uh, we even had a Pelican boat. Well, the Pelican boat never got rented out. So that's one thing that I'll probably sell this year so that I can go out and I can buy a couple more paddle boards because that was the most popular demand item. The next thing throughout the winter, I'm going to start working on ways to really build my audience and build the presence, right? So the model has been proven. I know that it works. Now it's just looking to scale and grow it to a point where my very hands-off approach can still grow and meet the demand of more people that are continuing to rent out the products. I've also built relationships with uh, local people that uh, will continue to rent those um, items and uh, built relationships, you know, in other areas as well. So really that's what it comes down to. Whenever I select something, it's it's kind of a combination. This is what makes up my investor ID. When I really break it down and I think about it, I go, okay, what do I like to do? How can I make money with that item by providing the value necessary to the certain person? And then I start to analyze and run the numbers. Does this really make sense? Is it viable? Is anybody else doing it? What are competitive rates and you know, what are other people charging? Uh, how do they find market share? How do they find clients? 
I'm really doing my homework at this point, my due diligence, as it were, to find out what people really need and what they really want. Once I have done that process, then I say, okay, I basically have to make a decision. I either cut the idea and forget about it, or I go on and I actually do something with it. And so many times I just have taken the action road, even if the idea didn't make a ton of sense. And I kind of learned the hard way, but here's the thing. I took action and I went out and I did something. And sometimes that is the best thing that we can ever do based on our analysis. Now, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it costs us money. Sometimes we learn lessons from it and we don't gain the, the value that we were looking for. And that's totally okay. The biggest thing is that we're learning from every experience that we have so that we can pivot and adjust and move on to a better route. Now let's talk about the how to invest. I've been asked this question many times too. Most people think that in order to invest, you have to have money. Well, from different speakers that we've had on, we know that that's not always the case. If you want to find something that you're passionate about, that you want to do, that you want to start investing in, sometimes all it takes is a little ingenuity and a little bit of resourcefulness and having a conversation with the CPA or attorney that is a licensed professional. That way you don't get in trouble. But here's really what it comes down to is the old modded, the old motto where there's a will, there's a way. There really is some merit to that because if you have an idea and you have a concept that's proven, all you have to go out and do is see it through and find other people to buy into that vision. And that's really what you're doing here is you're just saying, look, I need buy-in. I need an opportunity to be able to prove that this is valid. And by doing that, you create the uh, monetary value. You create the value from a, a personal standpoint, from a development standpoint, from a growth standpoint. And you can help people really develop their path and their journey. So it goes into some detail, but at the same time, I think it goes back to just picking what you like to do. That really is the basic, easiest way to get into investing. Pick something that you know. I think Warren Buffett was the one that said it, but he said, only invest in things that you know really well, right? Because those are the things that you can have more than just an opinion on, but you have the gut instinct, you have the opinion, you have the expertise, you have the knowledge, and that sets you up for more success because you actually know what it is that you're investing in. I've invested in a few things before that I had no clue what they really were or how they worked. And every time I've done that, I've lost money. Now, it doesn't say that it can, that strategy can work for other people, even if they don't know. But here's the point that I'm trying to make is that knowledge and gaining expertise in a certain area makes you much more opportunistic because you can more or less plan a strategy and a game plan. Now, at the same time, sometimes things really do just come down to risk. But when you're doing everything you can to eliminate the unnecessary risks to create a higher uh, opportunity of success that just puts you in a better boat. And so at the end of the day, that's what we're looking to do. We don't invest money to lose it. We invest money to continue to make it. One of the best 
quadrants to be in, if you're familiar with the cash flow quadrant, is the investor uh, quadrant. That's where your money begins to work for you. Uh, I had a conversation uh, recently with someone and we were just talking about, you know, their personal state. And they mentioned how, you know, they feel like they're at a spot where they can't really do anything because they're trying to pay off debt and they're trying to do other things and there's not really a whole lot left over. And, you know, it just becomes very difficult. At the end of the day, though, if you have an idea big enough and a vision clear enough, you can go out and find somebody else that has the money, the resources, the knowledge, the tools, and figure out a way to make it a win-win and work for everybody. The episode coming up, we're going to actually have one of my very good friends, uh, one of my mentors, Dane Clark, who is in the hard money side of uh, lending. And he goes out and he finds different people that are looking for a higher rate of return than what they're currently getting in you know other assets. And he just says, look, I have an opportunity to uh, introduce you to somebody that's doing a real estate deal and you have the money. Let me help you put this together and we can create a win-win. By creating his business model, he's gotten to a point where he's built relationships with people in the numbers of a couple million dollars in access and liquidity that he currently has out on different projects at any one given time. That all came from an idea. It came from an idea that, hey, look, I don't really have the money right now. However, if I can solve this person's problem by helping them get a higher return and I can solve this person's problem by finding the money that they need in order to accomplish the deal, then we can create a win-win scenario where everybody's happy, everybody wins. And at the end of the day, we're all being able to make money together. That is powerful. That is something that you know, is a, a very interesting business to me because I look at it and I say, okay, my money, first of all, is, is creating more money. So it's never sleeping, right? Money never sleeps. Now it can either be a river that flows away from us or it can be a river that's diverted through us. So if you think about a river and how it flows, you have, you know, think about ponds uh, or like little dams, beaver dams or something. So the river starts flowing and it comes in and it goes out. But what a beaver does is they go in and they create a dam. So it slows down the flow a little bit to create a pool. And then that pool gets to a point where it's big enough that it starts to overflow over the top of the dam. However, the pool still has depth to it. The same thing comes down to our personal and business financial outlook. We all are trying to create ways to start pooling that money to the point where we can uh, start to have more freedom in our lives, whether we're having you know, increased income or increased lifestyle or increased returns on our investments. That is what the whole goal is, to create that money and allow it to work for us. Otherwise, we become, really, we become slave to our money in the sense that, you know what, we have no... Uh, decision-making opportunities. We lose our uh, ability to have agency and make choices. And I'm not sure why that happens, but it's so easy, right? We give up who we are as a person. and We lose ourselves in the pursuit of finding wealth. And this could be just enough wealth to 
pay our bills. It could be enough wealth to, you know, pay college tuition for our kids. It could be to just put food on the table. But at the end of the day, we are tied to this little paper thing and we give up who we are as people. And that's very sad. Really, it comes down to just shifting your mindset and thinking of this river analogy where, look, all I have to do is create a dam to where the water pools up and then we have excess and we can use it to pay our bills, to put food on our table, to invest, to put our kids through college, whatever the case is. How are you going to do that? That's really what it comes down to as far as what your invest your investor ID is. Pick what you like, pick what you're passionate about, pick what you know, and start learning more. Go interview different people in that space. Do you know how easy it is to hop on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, find somebody in your respective field that you're looking to start investing in, reach out to them and just say, hey, look, I'd love to hear about your experience. You know, I'm new to this, this industry, but here's what value I can add to you. You know, and sometimes the better way to even approach it is, hey, my name's Dave. I'm looking to get into the space. But first, before anything, how can I help you? What problems are you facing right now? What uh, are you looking for to increase your business, to develop a better system, a plan? What is it that your, you know, your, your issue is right now? What's your challenge? Maybe I can add insight to that. Do you know how much more powerful a response is going to be coming back to you if you are out of the gate looking for ways to add value versus just take value? It's absolute crazy how much of a difference that makes. I mean, think about yourself. When somebody comes to you and they just want something with a handout, it makes it difficult to really want to help them to the fullest capacity that you can because it's like, well, hey, well, what do I get out of this? And that's not necessarily the mindset that I'm trying to you know, instill here, but it's, it's just natural tendency. We as human beings, we're always looking for value given to us. So instead of taking it so much, just learn how to give it back. If you, the more value you give, the more that you'll receive and it becomes a perfect trade-off. The last thing I want to talk about is really the, the, uh, the what do I invest in? We talked more about this, but I want to go deeper here. So think about something that you really, really enjoy doing. Uh, then go out and talk to a few different people. Talk to maybe 10 people and ask them, not if this idea is valid, but ask them what kind of value you could gain from it. So let's say I love mountain biking. Perfect. So go and talk to 10 people and talk to them about mountain biking. Say, hey, you know, are you a mountain biker? You are. Awesome. What do you love about mountain biking? What is the, the passion that drives this hobby? And wait for the response. Listen, take note. Ask another question. How did you get into it? Take note. Write it down. Ask a question. Has cost ever deterred you from, uh, you know, wanting to participate in this hobby? Write that down. Take note. Another great question would be, if you see one challenge or hurdle in the sport, what would it be and why? Now, all of a sudden, you're getting data on something that's 100% practical. You're looking for 
the problem areas. And you're going to be able to come up with a solution based on the response of what people are demanding. Dane mentioned something in this next episode that was very, very insightful. And he talked about how, you know what? Really, it comes down to the people because the business doesn't make money. It's the people paying the business that make the money. So if you're not reaching the needs of your customers and the needs of your clients, then how on earth can you expect to create a return on that from a, from for money? If people are not willing to pay for your product or service, how on earth can you ever create something that adds value enough to build to that point? It's just, it's, it's not possible. Really take a hard look at where you're at currently, figure out what you like to do, learn more about it and go out and take action. That's really what it finally comes down to is taking massive action in everything that I've ever seen, whether it was a positive result or, you know, a not so positive result at the end of the day, it came down to just doing something because doing something changes everything because action eliminates shatters fear of the unknown and the obstacles in your way because you're moving forward in a positive direction. Listen, episode number 15, we're going to dive right back into this and we're going to cover when should I start investing and talking about short and long-term decision-making. They're going to be great episodes uh, in between now and then, but as always, make it a fantastic day. Hope you saw great value and opportunity in this episode. If you have any questions, please feel free to respond back through Facebook or Instagram, and I will respond back to those or hop on the Anchor app and leave a message. We'll play that message and question on the next episode, and we'll get that question answered. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, check out our website, www.selfselfreliantwealth.com. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle. Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.